0: Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from Isaiah chapter 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. This is God's word. I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit here, but it is getting closer and closer to the holiest of seasons in the Upper Peninsula, and that being deer season. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I like to eat venison, so I'm thankful for it. Um, you hear this kind of refrain that um, people will put out there as people go into the woods on a their weekends, they take as much time as possible, and usually that means Sunday morning. Often hunters will be in the woods looking for the big kill. And along with the, the hunters and the fishermen and um, you know, the, the, the outdoorsmen um, uh, that live among us in, the, in, in this culture, you often hear this sort of sentiment that says something to the effect of, I don't need to be in church to worship God, because God is everywhere so i can i can worship him in my in my deer blind i can i can worship him in my in my fishing boat i uh i read a little little blurb on on facebook sometime in the past several months and i tried to track down the source so i can't credit the person who said it um but they had a really profound response to that mindset that god is everywhere so we can just worship him anywhere this person said Water is also everywhere. But when you need to drink, you go to a well. That's so perfect. God is everywhere, but to drink of the water, the living water, which God gives you to nourish you, to refresh you, you have to know where the well is found. There may be water everywhere around us in our atmosphere, but if we need to drink, there are only certain places that you can go to make that happen. And through the words of the prophet Isaiah, our Lord reminds us today in our Old Testament reading that he is indeed a source of waters for those who thirst, of a source of wine and milk, a source of Rich food. He is a God who delights to feed us and nourish us and strengthen us and sustain us in our times of need. Now in the book of Isaiah, the most famous section of that book is just a couple chapters earlier, in chapters 52 and 53, where the Lord is presented to Israel as the servant who suffers for his people. And sure enough, we read that text from Isaiah 52 and 53 every year on Good Friday. You might not know it off the top of your head, but if I read to you some of it, it might strike a chord. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Surely many of you know the great Good Friday hymn, Stricken, Smitten, and Afflicted. It comes from those words in Isaiah chapter 53, that the Lord God is the one who suffers as a servant for his people. And he does so by bearing their griefs, carrying their sorrows, their transgressions, their iniquities. You have a God who is such a God. Who does indeed carry your griefs, your sorrows, your transgressions, your iniquities. But how do you know where to find him? You come to the waters. You come to the feast. You come where God is in the business of feeding and giving drink to his people. I'm as much, after these last couple of weeks of being sick, I'm so mindful of just how hard it is to be the church today and be focused on that. To be mindful of the fact that we have a God who feeds us and nourishes us. And he does so in a place. He does so in a location, at a moment in history. You know, my, my life as a pastor, obviously, is kind of built around the idea that every Sunday I come and I, I, I preach and I, I deliver the Lord's Supper to people. And... Two weeks ago, this morning, I woke up on Sunday morning. I couldn't smell anything, and dawned on me, boy, it's me really hard to do that today, isn't it? Not naturally, I wasn't here. We kind of cobbled together something for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Skip's not here, but I definitely owe him a debt of gratitude for stepping into the into the gap there and filling in and uh, allowing us to have services. But it's hard. It's hard to be the church. I mean, look around us this morning. We're smaller in number than we had been recently. We've got more and more COVID going throughout our town. I know of a number of people in our congregation who either have it or are quarantined because of it. And just the simple idea that we, the people of God, can all come together in one place and be there. To receive, to feed, to drink. As the Lord would have us do. It's hard. It's hard. But it can't ever stop. It cannot ever stop. Our Lord Jesus in our gospel for today warns us of the danger of ignoring the feast Now what feast is Jesus talking about is he talking about the feast of heaven or is he talking about when people come together like we do on Sunday morning to feast at holy communion well i'm here to tell you you can't divide the two they're one and the same because you see what happens when the people of god come together to feast on the meal of rich food he gives them in Christ's body and blood. It is literally the opening up of heaven here on earth. It is a heavenly meal. The body and blood of Jesus who sits enthroned at the right hand of the Father in heaven. And yet now he's present for us to forgive us, to renew us, To strengthen us. And you can't. You can't neglect that. God grant that we never would. God grant that the obstacles that Satan is throwing at us left and right towards his people. Gathering together to feast. To drink. To taste and see that the Lord is good. As we find our refuge in him. God grant that Satan's work in making this difficult to do would be undone. I mentioned earlier something I found on Facebook and I couldn't track down the source. Uh, Something else I read on there recently. I mean, Facebook's not all a waste of time. Sometimes there are profound things written on there. But I did see someone make the comment that We hear people all the time talk about wanting to go to heaven. And that person said, and yet what is heaven but gathering together with God's people to receive God's gifts and join in his feast and his presence? I mean, that is how heaven is described. That is how Jesus is depicting heaven. And so everyone says, I want to go to heaven when I die. And yet if you don't want to be in God's presence with God's people around God's gifts here on earth, what makes you think you want to do it for all of eternity? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Isaiah writes, call upon him while he is near. Thanks be to God, our Lord is near us. He is the God who can be found. That suffering servant, Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of the world, did so and then located himself in a place where you can find him. Where you can drink of living water. Where you can feast on the rich food of eternity. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. The Lord offers, as he says, water, wine, milk, And he offers it to those who have no money. Because it's free. You can't buy it. You can't say, I've done enough good works. Therefore, God is pleased with me. He's going to give me his good gifts. You can't rationalize why you deserve it because you don't. It's free. There is no price on the food of salvation that your God gives you. There is no cost for the water he invites you today to drink. It's beyond our understanding how he can be loving and merciful in this way, but isn't that exactly what he says himself? My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. It is God's pleasure, it is his delight to give you water to drink, to give you food to eat, and to do so without price. He gives it to you and there's no money of exchange involved. It's free because of his love. Because the Savior suffered and died. And he bore your griefs, your sorrows, your transgressions, your iniquities. That's the thirst that unites all of us. All of us share the reality that we are sinners, that we are broken that we carry grief, that our hearts are filled with sorrow in this world. Christ Jesus has borne them all. And he pours out that good news to you like a living water today. He feeds you with the very taste of heaven by coming to you in his body and blood. Thanks be to God that his ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts our thoughts, but that it is his delight to love us and feed us in such a way. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.